This is Julianne Condia, host of Rewritten here on Public House Media. Thank you so much for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you are done with this episode, I hope you'll come check out my show, Rewritten, where we will talk about you having limitless potential and can rewrite your story at any time. No matter your background, your past, or current situation, you can have the type of life you crave. A new show comes out every single Monday. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode of Rewritten. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media. Hello, hello. Welcome and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. We are your hosts, Jenna Burt and Candace Gomez. Jenna is a military spouse of 10 years, a mom, a registered and certified dental assistant, and a certified phlebotomist. Candace is an active duty military member of 17 years, a military spouse of 13 years, a mom, and a student. Again, we just want to say thank you for being here with us today. As always, we highly encourage you to share our podcast, and we definitely appreciate any and all feedback. So if you would like to leave us some feedback, please feel free to email us at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram at confessionsofamillspouse or at publichousemedia.org. So while Candace and I are recording this episode today, it is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners. I know it'll be after Valentine's Day whenever you hear this, but I still like to put it out there. Also, it has been a crazy start <laughs> to the recording of this episode. So anything at this point is completely possible. <laughs> so one thing that Candace and I have really been talking about lately, um, kind of off the podcast, is self-care. And it's also something that I've been seeing a lot floating around on the internet lately. So Candace and I want to dive right in to self-care for spouses today. So here we go. What a crazy start. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, but I wouldn't expect it any other way, to be honest. (laughs) I thought we nailed it, but I guess... uh... I know! I know! I thought we did too, but here we are. Oh, man. So one of the things that um, I know I have really been lacking and that we have talked a lot about kind of off air is, like I said, self-care. And... um, It's funny that we brought this subject up because a little backstory real quick for me is that I recently started therapy with a new therapist who is amazing. Um, But one of the things that she challenged me to this past week was Mm self-care. And I thought to myself, well, I already do self-care, you know, like I get a shower by myself, like I go to the grocery store by myself most of the time, like that's, that's probably good. And She, of course, asked me what I was doing for self-care and I told her, you know, like I work out and I try to eat good. And she's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Those are, yes, those are self-care, but she's like, that is not the self-care that I am talking about. Yeah, right. 
Mm-hmm. And that's when it kind of hit me like how many spouses and wives and moms think that taking a shower alone is self-care and that going to the grocery store alone is self-care and getting that 30-minute workout in by themselves is self-care. Um, I know I obviously did, and so I can't imagine that I'm the only one in the world that thinks that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So it's funny that you say that, though. So um, I want to just, I'll, I'll do it in a second. I want to read something that uh, one of my, someone I used to work with, she posted, um, a mom also, and I'll give you a little bit of her story. I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Um, but no, I'm with you. I, you know, I think the first step to self-care is mental health. Um, and you, you know, I don't know this about Jenna, but she definitely just told everybody, right. She sees a counselor. Um, so I didn't know that, but you know, to, to be fair and transparent, so do I, um, I see a counselor or the Marine Corps has a Marine and family life counselors that are embedded at certain levels of units. And so I see one, um, because for me, it's a de-stress technique. It's something that helps me, um, just deal with everyday stressors. I mean, and I talked to her about all kinds of stuff, not just like, you know, a lot of people think that it's about their spouse or, you know, the thing that's the most difficult in their life. But, you know, I talked to her about things that I'm finding difficult to communicate with my seven-year-old and my three-year-old, you know, and how to communicate like with family and stuff like that. So uh, that's really a mental health check for me. It's, It's a decompression time for me. And so if, you know, people are often put off by that, but I encourage you like not don't be because it's just another place to download some of that mental load that most spouses carry around. Most military spouses that carry around that mental load of constantly being the one to be on all the time and to do all the things all the time because you're so used to your spouse just not being home or around or yes maybe they are home but they work till you know seven eight o'clock at night or they're on duty that weekend or whatever it is they're just not there so that mental load of oh I got to pick up the prescription oh um we have to go to dance oh uh, we have this after school activity oh let me remind my spouse 15 times that my (laughs) uh you know a holiday concert at school you know they got to be there right you know so you're carrying that that mental load all the time, um, and it gets crazy. So, w- one of the Marines I used to work with, um, she uh, she's out now, and so is her husband. They were they were dual active duty for a little while, but they're both um, EAS since then, and they have three children. And one of her children um, just came back with clean stand clean scans from uh, having cancer. And oh my three children, I mean, she's young. She's young. She's younger than, than Ellen Rosie. So she's definitely under the age of, of uh, eight, probably right around there. Um, but she's a big advocate for uh, a lot of motherly things uh, because she went from being a working mom and a working spouse to being a stay-at-home mom for a little while. And of course, as you can imagine with a child who has cancer, it, it's rough, right? Um, I could not imagine that I've had my own set of things that I would never put on to people, but having to deal with childhood cancer, not something I would ever be able to imagine, uh, having to go through, but she posted this, uh, thing and I thought it was really fitting for today. And it says cleaning your house without kids is not a break. Showering is not a break. Grocery shopping alone is not a break. If chores and basic hygiene 
It shores in basic hygiene, but mothers are supposed to be grateful to do these things that literally everyone else just does. Yeah. So I thought that was just kind of perfect, right? Like just it is. get a shower alone and I get to clean my body is not a break from the mental load because I don't know about you, Jenna, but like even when I'm in the shower, I'm like, what do we have today? Oh, today's Monday. We have dance. And so I have to pick Rosie up, which means dinner's going to be late. So when are we going to squeeze in her homework? I got to remind her before I drop her off. She's got to try to do her homework at the youth center before I get her. I'm only going to remind her of that 15 times before. <laughs> You know, like, (laughs) I mean, I laugh, but it's so true because absolutely. And that, like you said, that's one of the things that I talk to my therapist about too. Um, And if you follow me on my regular social media, you probably have seen here and there that I was recently diagnosed with something called PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And unfortunately, it's just not a great way that my body reacts to the hormone imbalances throughout the female cycle. And it sucks. Like straight up, it sucks. Um, And so one of the things that um, I started seeing my therapist for was the fact that I have this PMDD. And when I'm going through the cycle, like how to help myself And one of the things that she said was to basically automate as many things as I could during that time, meaning, okay, my daughter is eight. She can pack her own lunch. Let her pack her lunch in the morning. That's boom. One thing less on my mind that I have to worry about. And it's not your lunch. Right. (laughs) I mean, and look, there's some, a lot of people, you know, they're the parent in a situation. They think it's their responsibility. Look, it's not your responsibility to take whatever your child wants to take to school for lunch and put it in a lunchbox for them. Spend two weeks teaching them how to do it, and then it's their responsibility. Rosie packs her lunch, and people look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, I don't have time for that. And I'm not waking up an extra 30 minutes to put a lunch together for my seven-year-old who is perfectly capable of opening a refrigerator and doing it her damn self. Yes. And that's exactly what my therapist said. She said, you know, I don't mean it to sound harsh. She's got kids too. She's like... But literally, that is something so simple. And I mean, Ella takes a lot of fruits and vegetables. Okay, cut up the fruits and vegetables, put them in containers on a Sunday, and then the rest of the week, she can do it by herself. And that literally is one less thing that I have to worry about in the morning on top of, okay, I need to work out. I have to make sure we have this, this, and this at work. I need to make sure I remember to do this. Oh, I need to text Dustin. Uh, (laughs) Like the list goes on and on all before 6 a.m. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm with you 100%. I think that, uh, you know, my husband and I share that kind of mentality, of, especially with things that, that Rosie can do on her own. Um, and it's something that we teach her, right? So with kids, the older they get, they got to start taking some of that responsibility for themselves. And funny, because last week she um, opted not to take her Girl Scout backpack with her two Girl Scouts, which contained her binder and her book. Um, and they were working on patches and reading through some of the pages in the book. And she opted to not take her bag voluntarily, even though I asked her twice. And then she got a talking to when she got to Girl Scouts about how she needs to be more responsible for her own things and how it's not mom's job to make sure she brings her binder for her to earn her patches. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the first start of it, right? Find those things you can yes. off of your own plate a hundred percent. 
Yep. I made Ella unload the dishwasher the other day and she was mad. Oh, she was mad. But I'm like, you know what? You can do it. You can reach all of the things. All of the things. You can put them all away. You know where they all, all of them go. Like there's no reason that she can't. And the more you're used to doing it now and helping, you know, there's a lot of life lessons in that for kids, but it definitely takes some of that mental load off of the parent or the adult in that situation. And I think we're using like our kids as an example, but really that mental load could be for anybody. It could be for, yes. your, for your spouse too, right? And a hundred percent for your spouse. Uh, my husband will look at me all the time and be like, when's my appointment again? And I'm like, I don't do that <laughs> Like, but I have people write it down on the freaking calendar. I don't know. And he's like, I told you when I had my MRI, right? What time is that at? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Write that crap on the calendar. Like I write everything else. I don't have mental capacity anymore to like remember six different schedules, you know? And like, yes, no, just write it down. But really yes. to anybody like you're, you're also an adult. Go ahead and write it on the calendar. Here's a pen, you know, like. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, we are scared to have that conversation with our spouses about, hey, like, I need more help. And I know I have 100% been there where I'm like, okay, you know what, I'll just do it all myself. I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to get the pushback, whatever, whatever. And then it just builds and builds and builds until one day, you know, he asks me a simple question, like, why is the sky blue or something? And boom, I just erupt like a volcano. (laughs) And he's like, whoa, like, I just asked a question. (laughs) And like the first thing they recommended to you was self-care because that was the first thing that my counselor said to me. And funny because, you know, I talked to my, my uh, dad, not, not like every day, but often. Um, and he often is like, Hey, are you still doing this? Are you still doing that? You know, like, what are you doing for you? That's for you. Right. Yes. Like, uh, you know, I went many years, um, getting pedicures and manicures and I had acrylic nails for a very, 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 very long time. And since we've been in North Carolina, I just haven't had to like the drive to keep it up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just kind of stopped, you know, and then, and then he's like, my dad's like, Are, have you gotten your nails on recently? And I'm like, cause he knew that was like my thing. <laughs> I knew that. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, no, I just really like, I found a place here, but it's so much different. Like I just haven't had the drive or motivation to like want to keep going or whatever like I want to go back because I look at my nails and I'm like oh but I just haven't done it you know but I have found other things to replace that right so it's important to have that right and I mean I think about all the time like if someone were to ask me what I do for me it would take me probably a very long time to answer that question and then answer it without feeling guilty Mm mm-hmm You know, like I get my hair done and I get facials and I get my lashes done. And that is stuff that I do for me. That's like my girl time. That's decompressed time where I get to lay there and I don't have to think about anything. But at the same time, like when I say that out loud, I feel so guilty about it. And I don't like why? Why do we feel guilty about it? Yeah, you know, I felt guilty about stuff like that for so long. And like just recently, I've kind of moved past that sort of like there's some stuff I still feel guilty about, right? Like I still think like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But um, I still do it, you know, because here's the thing. 
for me, a lot of like the guilt came from, well, I just spent like $200 on myself and I could have saved that $200 or I could have put that $200 towards, you know, in Rosie's bank account or Emma's bank account or, you know, oh man, like I spent $200, but you know, Rosie's birthday is in two weeks and, you know, we're going to spend a bunch of money on that. I should have not spent all that money. Yes. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. It, that's so ridiculous. I just came to the point where I'm like, that's so ridiculous. I work, I make money. Like I should be able to spend some of the money. I spend a lot of time earning in a way for my family and sacrificing for on myself. Why not? You yeah. know? Well, and in turn, you know, you've always heard, well, I've always heard the thing, like you can't pour from an empty cup and it's mm-hmm. true. You know, mm-hmm. so we do these things to feel good about ourselves and to give ourselves a break or whatever it is. So there's no reason to feel guilty about it. Right. You know, because, what? yeah, it's something for us, but in turn, it's going to make us better wives, better spouses, better moms, better, you know, better everything. If we feel good about ourselves and we have had time to fill ourselves up, we're able to give more. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent agree with you. What like so other than working out and getting your hair done, what do you do? <laughs> I know. Um, well, like I said, I get facials and I do get my lashes done. But one of the other things that my therapist challenged me to um, this past week was to at least once a week, because I wasn't doing any at all, to, but to start out at least once a week, spend five minutes on myself. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether it's listening to a song for myself, literally doing nothing for myself, journaling for five minutes, um, you know, lighting a candle and just sitting there for five minutes do something for myself for five minutes. Don't worry about anything else. Don't think about anything else. And I have found that to be so freaking difficult Mm -hmm. because the time, you know, I'm like, okay, well I'll sit here and I'll journal or I'll sit here and just do nothing for five minutes. But then the whole time, like I have to consciously think about doing nothing and not thinking about anything. Yep. Because it goes back to that whole, like, our brains are constantly in motion and constantly going. And the whole time I'm supposed to be doing nothing, I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is five minutes. Like, I could have been folding the laundry or getting the food out for dinner or, shoot, I need to still make the meal plan for this week. Like, it's just things like that. Yeah. Why? though? Like, we do that to ourselves, like, for so for no reason. Like, the laundry. <laughs> Rosie doesn't care if the clean shirt is in her drawer or in the dryer. Like, yes, you know what I mean? She's like, where's yeah. the shirt? I'm like, is it in your drawer? She goes, no. I said, well, check the dryer. And she gets out of the dryer and she puts it on. The kid doesn't care, right? So why do right. I care so much? Why do I put some right. pressure on myself for that? It's yes. totally not necessary. Uh, very difficult to move past, though. Very difficult to allow yourself to move on from that or move past that and. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I get wrapped up in stuff still all the time like that. But when you find a couple of things that you can just go, okay, 
we're done with that, right? Like yeah. for five minutes, just going, I literally am just going to sit here and just do nothing. It's really difficult. It is. It is. And I will say like, I, now that Dustin has been gone, <clears throat> I have definitely started um, to get a little bit better at it. And, you know, if the laundry sits in the dryer for three days, well, it sits in the dryer. If As long as my scrubs are clean, I got to wear PPE anyway. <laughs> Nobody sees them. So if they're wrinkled, yeah. whatever. Who cares? Um, <laughs> and, you know, I used to be a clean my house once a week type of person. And if I didn't, it, dri- it would just drive me nuts. And now I'm like, eh, it's mostly clean. Whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not living in a pigsty. Um, Ella's got all of her needs met. I've got all of my needs met. And it just, it is what it is at this point. You know, I am doing the best I can. And again, if anybody follows me on social media, you would know, like, I've had a bunch of health (laughs) stuff going on as well. (laughs) And mental health and physical health and everything else. So it has like you said, taken me a while to get to that point. And I'm definitely still not at that point with everything, but there are some things that I'm really starting to get there. And I'm like, you know what? I found this new TV show on Netflix that I want to watch. My house can wait. Uh, yeah. For, I mean, seriously, it can wait <laughs> for real. It can. It absolutely <laughs> it can. can. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I just, I hate that society and people think that they need to put all of this pressure on themselves. Like there's enough pressure from the world in general, that pressure from yourself, just, it isn't necessary. It's definitely not a good, good part of self care. (laughs) No, it's totally not. I mean, and self care is important. It's important for other people to see you doing self care, right? Like other people need to see you doing that because when that when you're doing it, it encourages other people to do it but it also just kind of sets boundaries with people right which is probably another form of self-care setting boundaries with people but I think when they see you doing something that's you make time for yourself right it, it just sets boundaries for people of like okay well that's their time like let me just let them do what they need to do for themselves and then I'll get the full version of them or the best version of them once they've had some time to kind of reflect on themselves and do their own thing. I just think I find self-care really hard because I, my version of self-care is something that continues to be productive. Like I can't, um, like you're saying, like sitting for five minutes, like I would rather, if I did nothing for five to 10 minutes, I would feel very unproductive, which is not self-care for me. That would just cause me more stress. So in my mind, if I were to sit for five minutes, um, I would I would rather take those five minutes and say, okay, well, what are some other topics I want to talk about on the podcast? What are, you know, let me look at my school schedule and make sure that I've accounted for all of my posts and my assignments coming up and my quizzes are done for the week. And I'm not saying I'm going to go do the quiz right in that second, but I'm just saying like it makes me feel better to to be productive in those five minutes than anything else. Um, Because if I just sat for five minutes, I would probably go crazy in that five minutes of doing nothing because I know there's other things I can do. But for me, going to school is self-care for myself. I want a degree and it's not for anybody other than me. It serves no other purpose at this point other than I want to accomplish having a bachelor's degree. Um, And it really doesn't do anything for anyone else except for myself. Right. So, yes. 
for me, that's like my version. Yeah. And I think that's amazing because I don't think people think about that, um, in that manner. And I completely understand where you're coming from. One of my goals in life is to go back to school and to get my RN degree. And eventually I want to become a certified registered nurse anesthesiologist. Like there's stuff that I want to do and it's not for anybody else. It's only for myself. Right. Now, part of the problem, of course, is that RN programs are at the minimum, usually two years and you have to be in a place long enough for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) It's probably going to take me longer to do, but one of the things that I can do now for myself, which I need to stop making excuses about, is I have to take all my general education courses all over again because too much time has passed. So there's no reason that I can't take one course a semester for now. Yeah, it's expensive, but everything is going to be expensive. You know, it's not going to get any cheaper just because I wait. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's probably a lot of things that can offset some of that cost too. But you're right. a, a class a semester is definitely something doable, right? Right, and that would be mm-hmm. something for me to work towards a goal for myself, not yeah. for anybody else. You know, I'm not putting my life on hold because my husband's in the military and because I need to work for us to survive and because my daughter has dance and because because because, like. That is solely something for me. I just want to point out something that you said, right? You said, um, (laughs) you said, uh, oh man, I I remember wanting to talk about this before too, but you can't lose yourself in being a military spouse. Yeah. Because it's really easy to do, right? Oh, well, my, you know, my spouse is deployed. My spouse, we're going to move or you know, whatever the case is. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you the number of people I've talked to who've said like, no, I'm here, but my spouse has a really good job and they're going to stay where they are. And I'm just going to be here because that while maybe making the relationship a little bit more difficult because there's distance between the two of you, um, has seemed to work out really well for quite a few people that I know. Right. And so, I think it just comes down to, you know, active duty members, most of us do what we do because we like our jobs. We like our being leaders. We like our environment. We like this lifestyle. It's typically why we stick around. Um, and But that's very fulfilling for us. That is not fulfilling for the spouse. And sometimes what is fulfilling for the spouse and makes a happier home or a happier person is going to make that relationship happier or better. So sometimes it does come with, well, I'm in the, you know, I'm six months away from my RN uh, degree and finishing all of that. You go ahead to the next duty station and I'm going to finish that out here and then we'll come meet you. Right. Yeah. It's, it's totally doable. And if in the long run, that may be something that provides you more strength in your relationship because you as an individual are feeling better, right? Right. Absolutely. And the one thing that I have to say that I admire you for is the fact that your active duty, your husband's active duty, you guys have two kids and you're still going to school. Like that in itself to me is so impressive. And it really drives me and motivates me to be like, you know what? 
Like things could be so much worse. Things could be so much harder. Yeah, I work my ass off at my job. And yeah, I have a kid. Yeah, I have to do it by myself. But you know what? Instead of spending that 30 minutes watching that TV show or that hour watching that TV show or that 45 minutes scrolling Facebook, I could be using that for an online class. You know, instead of going to bed at eight o'clock at night. (laughs) You could be. You could be, right? You could be, but don't pressure yourself into that. If that's not your deal, then don't pressure yourself into that though, right? So, you know, you gotta if you're if your version of self-care is setting goals for yourself, that's great. But don't pressure yourself into being like, Well, I could be going to school, but I'm just sitting here for forty five minutes. Cause listen, you guys, there are days what like right okay, last week, uh I had a, a two page paper due, wasn't a long paper, and I was like, I I could knock that out, no big deal. Um and so I literally waited till the very last minute <laughs> to do it. Because, I'm going to guess you don't recommend doing that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't. But also, like, I'm not going to put all this extra pressure on myself to go through and do an assignment and, you know, stress myself out over doing it because, you know, I I just I feel like I need to get it done right now. You know what I mean? There were not, almost all of those nights of the week. I came home and I sat at home and I watched TV for quite a bit of time. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. I've, you got to find your own balance in that. It's funny that you say that to me because uh, about going to school, <laughs> because my motivation often for going back to school and looking at myself and going, so many other people could be doing all this stuff. And I know that I can make time for it if it's really important to me. I just have to find the reason it's important. But I've literally watched my best friend who lives in Florida. Um, she was a single mom and she was active duty, pregnant, had a newborn, was going to school, doing all of those things. Um, she was also fully responsible for her mom. So her mother was her dependent because her mom had breast cancer. And so she was taking care of her mom. Uh, she got married to her daughter's father. They, they're divorced now, but uh, and then she was going to school. She finished her degree. I mean, she was active duty, pregnant, going to school, working out you know, working full time and her mom was her dependent, right? Like I just looked at her all the time and I'd be like, why am, am I not in school? You know, like right. what am, what am I doing? Right? Like if she can do all these things, like what am I doing? But that's a slippery slope, right? Don't over compare yourself to other people, but <laughs> yeah, me, but sometimes it, you need that motivation. Yeah. And motivation. And I look at her now, uh, you know, my best friend is recovering from having breast cancer herself. They did a double mastectomy um she went through radiation and chemo and she had her daughter with her as a single mom and she's in Florida away from uh her daughter's father he lives in California uh you know so her sisters were helping her but you know she's basically doing all that on her own working still working um she works for a urgent care facility so not only was she coming out of surgery and going through chemo, but she works in an urgent care facility, which means she is a high risk for contact of COVID. Yeah. Right. So, you know, she's doing all of these things and she's a single mom and she has a business on the side. She runs a side business on Etsy uh, and makes some pretty incredible stuff. But uh, it's just, I see a lot of those things. And I'm like, man, like, for me, those things are so fulfilling, right? That's my self-care. Right. Those things are so fulfilling for me. Um, and that's where my self-care comes in. Like I'm a big essential oils user. 
Uh, so one of my other girlfriends who got me into essential oils and signed up for it is like, when are you going to start a business? I'm like, listen, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I have a full-time job, two kids. I go to school full-time and I just started co-hosting a podcast. Let's talk about this next year when I'm done with school, you know? Right. But that's my self-care, right? You just have to find what yours is for you. Mine is doing something productive, no matter what that is, going to school, you know, even if we're listening to podcasts and, you know, you always say like, if this resonates with you or with anybody, if this resonates with one single person, then I have found this wildly productive and the self-care I get from just being able to share my story experiences and life with other people is worth it to me. Right. So I'll take the time to disengage with what's going on in my house to sit here for 30 to 45 minutes a couple times a month and do this, right? So that's my self-care. I mean, I do face masks and stuff like that too, but that's, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree completely. I haven't done face masks yet, but Ella keeps asking me, so I'm sure that's on our list. Um, And I will say, like, having a daughter – um, for me is very good because she is constantly asking me, um, you know, to like paint her nails or do a face mask for her or things like that. And that does make me kind of have to sit down and really just be present and focus. And, mm-hmm. um, in a sense that is self-care for me as well. Um, because I'm putting that time and effort into her and showing her how to take care of herself and letting her know that it's okay that she takes care of herself. You know, we talked about other people seeing it, and I think it's important that our kids see that as well. Yeah. You know, I have two daughters, and I want them to know that they are important in taking care of themselves. Is that is that the correct way to say that? Themselves? That's not right. <laughs> Um, taking care of them, right? Just looking internal and saying, what do I need to be the best version of me that I can be? And prioritizing that, being able to show them that and do that is really important for me to show them because at some point in their life, they're going to get wrapped up in a relationship or they're going to get wrapped up in work or they're going to get wrapped up in school and they're going to become that thing instead of their, their own self. And I want them to know and see that you may be able to do that for a little while, uh, but at some point you need to look back and go, okay, it's time for me to be myself. And what do I need to do to get to that point to take care of me and to make sure that I can be my best self for other people? Because when I'm my best self, you know, it's better for others also. So that self-care piece is important for me to demonstrate for them. Absolutely. And I think that was the best way that we could end this episode. Um, (laughs) Candice coming in clutch as always (laughs) with the great pieces of advice. Um, So as always, like Candice said, if this resonates with you or anyone else, please be sure to share and make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform so you never miss an episode. 